Or you need a beer first. I had enough beer on Friday. <laughs> Boom. We are back. This is going to be episode two, part two of our image series. And um, if you didn't listen to part one, make sure you go check out episode six, uh, where we talked about image formats, stock images and vector icons and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So uh, make sure you go check out episode six uh, on that on weaverradio.com. Head up to the archive button and make sure you can listen to that episode first Um, or you can listen after this one. It's not a requirement. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, good job. <laughs> high five. For digital high five. Yeah, digital high five. <laughs> Sweet. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about um, how to get images into your websites. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of us are Repweaver users. So there's obviously drag and drop as an option. Um, we have warehouse. We can warehouse our image. Uh, and then also after that, we're going to be talking about some a little bit on optimization and SEO of images. So um, you want to start off, Greg? You want me to start off? What are we going to do? Well, I, I think we should uh, I think we should introduce what the different ways you can get an image into your Rapweaver site. Yes. And explain a little bit those. I think we have three. We've identified three ways that people can add images to their sites. Mm-hmm. Um, one is obviously the warehouse method. I think you know that. For users who don't know what warehousing means, it means you upload images to either your website or a different service, and you embed those images into your Repweaver site or project by referencing the image URL directly. Mm-hmm. So you manage all of your images outside of Repweaver. Um, you know, for a lot of users, this can be great because you don't have to go into Rapidly, you don't have to export or publish your site again. You can manipulate your image, re-upload it, change the size, make it black and white, and those changes are instantly reflected on your website. No need to t- touch Rapidly. You can do it. Your client can do it. Your, you know, if you, have, if you work with somebody, your co-working can do it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be at your computer to make those changes. You could be anywhere. Yep. But on the flip side, right, for the kind of the beginner user, obviously, they are going to be doing drag and drop, right? So obviously, you can drag and drop images. Um, in the last episode, we did talk about there's certain types like SVG files that you can't really drag and drop into it just because of the the nature of what that format is. So um, I'm not going to review that now. Go back and listen to that. Uh, SVG graf- graphics are cool, but they are different. Um, now there are different ways that you can add images into Rapidweaver via drag and drop, right? Um, obviously in Rapidweaver itself, um, without the stacks plugin, there's like the style text page that you can drag and drop images on. Right. And then, um, same thing if you use the text, the default text stack, which is a style text container, right? You can add images directly into there. Okay. Um, but with that said, most of us are not doing it that way, right? Most of us are using the stack plugins. Um, if you're doing drag and drop, right? Um, you're drag and dropping either into two places, either directly into the stacks edit page where all your content is, or there is a setting um, for an image that you can drag and drop into the stacks settings itself, right? So those are two primary ways in which you can drag and drop images, right? You're, you're referring to the stack settings for third-party stacks. 
Yes. Right. Yes. In, or, or you mean like, like in the background, like you can add a background image to um, a default stack. So, you know, that has an okay. image well yep. inside the settings as well, but yes. Yep. Um, yep. So yes, third party stacks or in some default stacks have some image drop zone areas um, in the settings. And then there is in the content inside stacks edit mode where all your text and everything is there are, depending on the type of stack it is, you can also add a image directly drag and drop it into there. Okay. Now there are pretty different, um, you know, pretty big differences in terms of how they're handled both ways. Right. So let's just say, uh, let's start off with the stacks that you add to the actual settings. Okay. Those you pretty much get what you add into there. Okay. So if you have to be careful, you have to make sure that you optimize those images first because, um, stacks has, the plugin has no protection. It doesn't protect you from adding a five megabyte file into there. Okay. That file will get published as it is added into the settings. Okay. It is untouched. Okay. Uh, so that's a great thing. Um, as long as you know that you need to pre-optimize that image beforehand. Okay. Now, um, a lot of stacks, um, allow you to add it direct an image directly into the content side. And, that does stacks does do some optimization of images that you add into the, that you drag and drop into the content area. So outside the settings, not in the page inspector, but in the main content area. And, but you have, you have control over that. And a lot of people understand this is um, if you drag and drop an image into there, um, into the main content area, you can double click it. And when you double click it, you enter into stacks. It has its own little image editor actually built into the stacks plugin. And when you double click on an image, you enter in that image editor and you'll see the settings in the settings pane change. And you can do things such as, um, by default, I think it constrains all images to be 1200 pixels by 1200 pixels. Um, so that, um, so this is protecting you from yourself of adding in that five megabyte image, right? Um, that's, you know, 5,000 pixels by 10,000 pixels. Okay. Um, so stacks is going to, uh, potentially transform that image slightly to protect you from yourself. I should add it's under the hood. It's to retain that yes. original five megabyte image. Correct. Right. Under the hood stacks Pre- is retaining the original image so that if you ever change your mind later on and you want to change that, of course, all these settings are customizable for yourself, right? So you can tweak those. Okay. So now that you know that those, those settings are there, it's very useful and stacks can do some other minor image manipulation. Like you can add borders and it can add, I think drop shadows and things of that. So it can do some very basic image styling and editing. Okay. Now important thing to mention though, is when it does do that, it actually adds those to the image itself. So it's not adding like a CSS border or a CSS shadow to the image. It's actually adding an a border or shadow to the actual image. Okay. So, um, just so it is destructive. Correct. It is destructive. Correct. Uh, Obviously the original image isn't, is still intact, but the exported image, um, is, is modified. Okay. So if if you ever drag in, let's say, you know, that you want this particular, a particular image to be, um, 1500 pixels wide or 2000 pixels wide. Okay. You know that you want that and you're wondering why, um, the exported image is only 1200 pixels. Um, that is exactly what's going on. So double click on that image and you'll see the settings that stacks has uh, modified for you. Okay. Now, another thing that stacks does for us 
out of the box is it actually generates um, retina images uh, for us as well, um, if it can, based on the image that you've added into it. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, Isaiah did a great talk at the Weaver Space Conference last year. Um, I released the video for free on my YouTube channel. Um, so go ahead and check that out. And he talks about how all of that happens actually. Um, so how all the at retina graphics and all that stuff is done inside the default image stack. Uh, so that's pretty good and very useful information. I recommend that you go check that out. Um, that video that Isaiah did at the Weaver Space Conference 2000, it was actually 2016, um, still 100% relevant today. Um, it was a great talk, gave you a lot of really valuable insights in how stacks um, behind the scenes helps you uh, optimize your images in your websites. Yes, definitely. I have my stuff to add. You have no idea how many times users will come to me and say, why are my website slow? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hosting the website. And I'll bring up the bring up the web inspector and I'll see that their their homepage is 10, 20, 30 megabytes in file size. It's like, well, you know, I have broadband internet. I get, you know, 50 megabits per second, which is you know, four or five megabytes a second. And that still takes me, you know, some time to download. Yep. You can imagine a user on a three G, four G cellular phone trying to trying to load your website. Yep. You know, they'll run out of memory. It'll take them minutes, you know, to load. So it happens. It's very common. Um so yes, please be very cognitive. And if you want a pro tip, something that I like to do is I like to quit Rapid Weaver. And that's important. Quit Rapid Weaver first. Joe doesn't know where I'm going with this. He's gonna he's gonna look at he's looking at me like very cautious. But if you drag your Rapid Weaver project into Daisy Disk, after mm. you quit Rapid Weaver, again quit Rapid Weaver you can kind of navigate through the internal structure of your project and find out what pages on your website are using the most, are largest, using the most size. So you can kind of optimize those pages, find out where those big images are. So you can really trim your project, trim your website, and you know maximize your performance with those. Cool. A little off topic. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know where you're going with that. I was like, uh-oh, what's he going to tell user to do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quit Weaver. Quit Weaver first. Cool. Wa- Wapid Weaver? Yeah. Rapid Weaver, sorry. <laughs> I have a little bit of a little bit Waskily of a Wabbit. Um yes. so actually funny enough, um I had a a customer t- uh just this week, I think it was a couple days ago on Weaver Space, um, was wondering what was eating up his um disk space on his web server, right? And um he actually found some quick little PHP snippet that basically scanned his web uh, directory and basically outputted a folder structure with all of the um, kind of, you know, next to it, the size that that folder or file was taking up. And with that, he was able to find where what was eating up some disk space. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was actually something I, I was actually going to have a free stack called server info, server info. And um, I was going to throw that into that. thought that could be useful for some people. Um um, yeah, it's pretty useful, but to be honest, like, I mean, at least Chili Dog, there's a thing called disk usage ah, okay. that will actually do that. Actually yeah, do that we, we asked him if, if his cPanel allowed you to do that, and his host didn't have anything like that. Um, so yeah, there uh, you go. Quality hosting company, guys. Chili Dog. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it makes life so much easier. Yep. <laughs> You'd be able to see, see that kind of insight. Um, but yeah, interesting. Anything else you so got for drag and, drag and drop? Drag and drop. Um, 
I mean, the biggest caveats for me is how it affects my rapid weaver project, mm-hmm. you know, getting it, you know, it, it, it grows very quickly and I like to keep it. I like to keep my projects as portable as possible. Mm-hmm. So I like to be able to keep them as thin and light as possible. Um, so I tend to not use the drag and drop features. I tend to lean towards warehousing for the extra control. And I know it's a more advanced topic for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so don't jump right into it just because, you know, that's what Greg said to do. Um, but, you know, get get comfortable with the drag and drop. Know it, know it, the controls that Joe's referring to. Know how they work. Know how the retina images work. And, you know, as you become a better web designer, web builder, move on to these more advanced topics. And I think, I think users will start really to really appreciate the multiple options of how you can add and manage images. Not the weaver. Yep. Cool. So let's jump back onto the warehouse bandwagon a little bit. Um, what are some ways? So we described what warehouse images are is basically you have a folder on your server. Okay. And let's say it's, um, you know, chilydoghosting.com slash images. Okay. And basically whatever images I upload into that folder, let's say I have banner.jpg just as an example, right? So if I upload an image called banner.jpg into chilydoghosting slash, you know, .com slash images. Okay. Obviously the URL to that image is going to be chilydoghosting.com slash images slash banner.jpg. Right. So, that is kind of the 30 second rundown of what warehouse images is, right? You have a folder on your server that you could just upload. Now there, we'll talk about various ways to upload things to your server. Okay. In a minute, but that's just kind of, you know, what is a warehouse? That is what it is, right? Um, it is, you have a folder on your server, you upload images to that folder. Um, and then a lot of, you know, FTP clients make it easy. You could just right click and say, copy URL. Um, you know, but basically that's how you determine the URL. You have a folder inside your web domain and it's just basically your domain slash the folder name slash the name of the image, right? Pretty simple. Yeah. So it some, sounds more complicated than it is. Yes. Yes. Definitely sounds more complicated. Yes. So I mean, I, to be honest, I recommend people use subdomains instead of subfolders like that. So this in, in a subdomain, it would be images dot chilidoghosting.com instead of chilidoghosting.com slash images. But, you know, that's that's another topic for another day, maybe, <laughs> on why that's important. Or you know, Why not? Get into it now, Greg. Go for it. You want me to go for it? Okay. Go for it. Ready? Go for it, man. All right. Um, if you use a subdomain, it's what would be called a cookie-less uh, subdomain. So what happens when you make a request to a web server, it passes cookies in that request, which is just extra data. And for images, that extra data is not relevant. So if you want to if you want to reduce the request size and and maximize the speed, you use a cookie list subdomain. So basically just create a subdomain, images or warehouse.yourdomain.com. And the browser will not pass that extra information over to those to that subdomain. So it'll speed things up a little bit. Not something most users will be able to measure, but you know, if we're going to be nitpicky, (laughs) 
Yes, nitpicky. <laughs> I mean, every little bite counts, right? I mean, if yes. you know, yes. So well, basically, there's a, well, there's there is another thing. I mean, there's there's one other thing, and this is becoming less relevant in newer browsers with newer web servers. Um, and it's that the browse browsers would maintain so many connections to a server for a URL. So mm-hmm. if you loaded chili.hosting, um, typically, you know, your Internet Explorers and everything like that would open up a maximum number of six connections to the website, right? And that could be to download the main page, to download any of the CSS files or JavaScript files, et cetera. So when you put your images on a subdomain, like images.chili.hosting.com, the browser will see that as a different URL and open up another connection. So that would actually parallelize the loading of your website to speed things up. Now, I say older browser, browsers, um, what's moving forward now is HTTP2, which doesn't require you to do this technique. And this technique is actually referred to as domain sharding. And you know it's very prevalent in your IE6, 7, 8, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but if your browser supports HTTP2 and for those listening, Chili Dog Hosting does support HTTP2. So I've already crossed that leap. So um, the browser will basically automatically do this and see the uh, load these resources and everything in parallel without having to do the extra work. So it's, it's, uh, yes, nice, I am nice really speed. excited for HTTP2. Um, you know, as more and more websites get it because it does allow parallel connections to the server. Um, it's very cool stuff. Now, if your host isn't as awesome as Greg, um, you can kind of band-aid that solution if you were to use Cloudflare and Cloudflare will basically give you um, HTTP2 um, requests, at least for things that it caches, right? So images and CSS files and JavaScript files, right? So all, all of that stuff can be, um, you know, put through Cloudflare and then you can kind of get the HTTP2 um, benefits um, through using the Cloudflare service. So it's very cool stuff. Yeah, Cloudflare is nice. My only... My only note is that if you thought using a cookie list subdomain was advanced, I would not venture into Cloudflare. Uh, it does make things a little complicated for because now you're managing your DNS and your all those settings in a third party. So, you know, a lot of people will see this in their control panel and not know that that control panel isn't relevant anymore and make changes and understand why those settings aren't taking effect. So just Fair enough, but yeah, I mean, setting I up a, what you're doing. Yeah, but setting up a cookie list domain, I think, is is actually probably more difficult for the average person than swapping DNS over to Cloudflare. Well, I'm just saying, if you thought that was you know mm-hmm. too advanced, or yes, like that, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 true, maybe. fair enough. So, kind of going into how can we warehouse our image? What tools can we use to actually warehouse those images? Um, I have two tools that I, I recommend you could potentially use. I guess we'll go over three. Um, one is kind of a very specialized app. I discovered it, I don't know, a couple months ago. I thought it was kind of a cool thing. It's called Drop Share. And um, you know all those cool like little menu bar apps? Like you have like Dropler, which I use actually. Um, then there's cloud.net or yeah, something, my cloud or whatever. And then there's a bunch of other ones, right? And basically you drag a, a, a file up to your menu bar and then it uploads it and gives you a little URL, right? Well, DropShare is a cool app because it allows you to have that, but you can configure your own SFTP server. 
right? So um, you can configure DropShare to when you drag a file onto it, it'll automatically upload, upload that file to your server to a specific folder and then copy the URL to that image to your clipboard. Like that's pretty cool uh, for a web developer that if you want to warehouse a lot of images, that could be a really great workflow workflow for you. So um, check that out. It's pr- a pretty cool app. Um, it, it's UI is a little funky and a little old, but um, it works really well and they do continually update it. I agree. I actually picked picked that up when it was on sale. Um, I really got, I used to use Cloudly. Cloudly. That was and, the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, Cloudly. Yeah. Yeah, I just got tired of some, I mean, their UI was awesome and they keep adding some really nice features and everything like that, but I just kept hitting their, their limits and getting some nags from, from it. And I was just kind of like, you know, like, I don't want the subscription service. Yeah. I, you know, I have plenty of, I, you know, I run, I run my ship, so I have plenty of, plenty of uh, ways to do it myself. And yep. you know, DropShare was ideal for me. Yeah, so. it's actually cool. I haven't, I haven't played around with it too much, but I know you can configure like it can have like its own little download page. You know, kind of like a dropler does so that, you know, or any of the other ones do. So you can actually have like a download page that will then, you know, users can click to actually download the file. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm impressed with it. Um, It's a very cool app. So if you haven't seen that one, that's a nice one to check out. The next classification of apps is kind of your FTP apps. I'm not going to dive into this a lot. Episode four, we talk about FTP a lot. But, um, you know, my FTP app of choice is Transmit. You get what you pay for. Um, And with Transmit, when you upload, um, you know, when you configure an SFTP connection to your server. Um, you can actually, whenever you upload a file, as long as you configure your connection properly, you can right click on that file and say copy URL, and it will give you a URL that you can then paste into RapidWeaver or whatever, um, you know, and get access to that image. And that's not a feature just to transmit. I know a lot of FTP apps have that feature. That's kind of cool. I mean, actually, I use transmit all the time. I never use that feature, but it's cool to know it's there. Um, cool. Transmit's a great app. I can't. Yeah, I can't recommend. You know, not. I just can't recommend people get anything else. If, you know, people ask me what what to use. I always just yeah use the old tried and true. Yep. You know. Now, probably what we should have led with is probably you know the beginner way of warehousing. Like, how do you get started? Is Rapidweaver has something called resources built into your project, right? It's in the sidebar. You can add folders or you can create structures of, you know, stuff, or you can just add files into that uh, resources area. And then Rapidweaver will automatically upload those for you to your server. Okay. And then if you click on that file inside the sidebar, um, you can actually copy the link of where that file will be after Rapidweaver um, publishes it. So um, that is a easy way. Um, I find personally, like if you have a lot of files, right, um, that could be a little difficult to manage that way since you have to manage them kind of one by one. Um, But if you just have a few, a handful of files, um, that could be a great way to do that. Um, Now also, uh, well, I think in RepRever 7, I think it actually, you have the ability to copy those files into your project. Um, It's been a while since I used those, that feature, Greg, are you you familiar with that? If (laughs) it's... No, I'm in, I'm in the same boat as, boat as you. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm, I vaguely remember in seven dot something, I think they added the ability to have the, to have those resources copy into the project. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, originally they were linked on the file system so that if you actually deleted them, like the link to the file was gone. Um, and I know they wanted to make project files portable. Um, 
So yeah. Uh, if, if we are wrong on that, sorry, everybody, we'll just have to have a little bit of this. I'm sorry. If, if I'm wrong, you can give me the sad trombone. Um, but I'm pretty sure that rap Weaver will, uh, has the ability to copy those resources into the project file. Um, if I'm not, you can whip me later. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, one thing That'd I should say, that'll be our first email to feedback at Weaver radio. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so SVGs, I talked about them a lot in the last episode. SVGs right now are a type of image that has to be warehoused. Um, there is no other way to get an SVG file into your, well, I say that, okay. There are a couple stacks out there that let you copy the actual raw SVG markup and paste it into the stack. Yes, that does work. Um, you can actually do that straight in any HTML stack as well. So if you have an SVG file, you can copy that, paste it into an HTML stack and it will display, right? It does work. Um, but um, with that said, a lot of times, if you want to use that SVG in a particular stack, hopefully your stack does support warehousing, um, then you would have to warehouse that SVG file. Um, I guess that kind of goes, uh, uh, another topic we could probably talk about is, um, how do you warehouse an image inside Rapid Weaver, right? Um, primarily we're talking about stacks here and I know a lot of image stacks do support warehousing. A lot of them don't, right? Um, there's a lot of free, uh, warehouse image stacks out there. Um, and a lot of my image stacks, most of my image stacks support warehousing as well. So you can kind of, there's like a checkbox where you can toggle whether or not you want drag and drop or warehoused image. Right. So, um, yeah, I know there, there are some developers that don't like supporting warehouse images because they, they know that's primarily for more advanced users and it, it, it kind of hurts their support cost. Right. Um, cause a lot of times, you know, people, when you're first starting to warehouse images, you don't understand really how to do that. And there's a lot of questions there is kind of a learning curve, but hopefully, you know, we iron some of those questions out, uh, today in this podcast. Yeah. I think you a good brief yeah. introduction and kind of simplify that it's not really a complicated subject. It's just, you know, working independently outside of Rapid Weaver and par- parallel in some regards to Rapid Weaver and understanding that you're, you're making changes to your site, not on, you know, in Rapid Weaver and doing this work and, mm-hmm. you know, understanding the consequences and how, how the pieces fit together. And that's, what's important. Now, there's actually another um, interesting solution for warehousing images um, that I had a customer um, this week tell me that they were using it when they were building their emails, right? Because um, when you're building an email using Rapweaver, um, while you can use drag and drop, you kind of have to publish it to your web server and it's a little funky, right? But um, warehousing images is the best way. And what he was using was, I never thought about this. He was using a service called Cloudinary, right? Um, so Cloudinary is an interesting um, service. Um, they have a very uh, liberal free tier, uh, which I don't understand how they could potentially have um, this free tier, but it's there. And essentially, you can upload an image, and then you can get a URL to that image, and then you can do all kinds of manipulations with that URL. Um, like, you know, you can make sure you can, you know, get the correct size you need and all kinds of stuff. Um, so it's a pretty interesting, um, you know, service, especially their free stuff. Um, you can do a lot with it. Um, so that's an interesting way if you want to, if you don't want to worry about warehousing of images locally, um, you know, on your web server, uh, then you can give something like cloud an area shot where you upload the image to their service. Uh, and then they just basically give you a URL that you can then paste directly into rapid weaver and, um, you're good to go. 
Cloudinary is awesome. Yeah. That's a very good tip. Very good tip. I'm sorry. I, I only wish that I thought to mention it myself. Haha, <laughs> I beat you. I know. I know you beat me on this one. We're going to start like a tally board. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to have a preamble and tell each other our secrets. And we're just going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, let's, let's, let's see. What, what, what does this sound? Oh, there we go. Uh, it wasn't yeah. really winner-esque, huh? How about this one? Yeah. Oh, that's more of, oh, Greg is here. Oh, Greg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually known about Cloudinary for a long time. Um, they make a really solid product. And I think, you know, you could do, you know, Joe mentioned doing, you could do stuff like, so sepia tone, sepia tone. Yep. You could do all sorts of rotations and manipulations of the image. You could do an amazing amount of stuff. You could turn the image from square to round. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Also, and so, using it for email like that is a really good tip. Yeah. So kind of a shameless plug. Another great way to manage images. Okay. Um, is my total CMS and uh, it's a cool way. Just shameless plug. Sorry, Greg, just thinking about it <laughs> uh, in version two. Only th- what made me think about it is actually cloud and airy. You know, I added some of those features of cloud and airy into total CMS version two. Um, so great way to uh, edit images and warehouse them um, for your sites. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love images and then, you know, I make, you know, I make weaver picks and, I'm dying to get that to a point where I can start start beta testing that and starting to see that out to users. So I'm hoping Boom, get that out there. Hoping as soon as I know I have to. Weaver as soon picks. As soon as it does, I know I get as soon as the dust settles on so many other projects. Like that's my going to be my focus. I understand. Really you know, I was looking at. Uh, <laughs> I found I opened up day one, which is a you know kind of a journaling app, and uh, I haven't used it for a while, and I saw one of my last entries was my goals for 2017. And, um, I maybe got like half of that stuff done and I'm working on the other half, hopefully to finish by the end of this year. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it, uh, yeah. Off by one. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It always underestimate how long it takes to do something. It's uh developer play, right? You know, t- take what your estimate is and times it by three, basically, you know, at least, uh, especially if you're independent. <laughs> yeah. If you're independent, you know, the squirrels are strong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, the squirrels, they attack me too, man. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything good planned for this week coming up? This week? Well, I want to continue knocking out some, some forms plus update. I have a few, a few bug fixes to, to get together and clean up and then focus my attention on, on Weaver picks. That's why I'm it's on the top of my mind right now. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about these images and it gets me all riled up because I want to <laughs> be hungry. I want to get back into the, into it, you know? Yep. Um, so I'm like anxious. Yeah, I'm excited about, about these projects and images and getting that back, you know, back to still make progress. I'm still going to have a killer week. Yeah, uh, you know, I I plan on uh, by the end of uh, this week or beginning of next week, hope to have uh, maybe some beta testers testing out the new site. So I'll have it published to a secret domain where people can check it out and try to break it for me. Um, that's the goal. So, yeah, 
It, uh, nice. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, so I'm working with John Hawkins, you know, and he's he's working on his part and I'm working on my part. And we're almost at the place where we can meet up. And it seems like it's once we once we meet up and join our two parts together, it'll be like, you know, it'll go really quick. Um, so or a big merge conference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. No, only think positive <laughs> thoughts, Greg. Positive thoughts only. <laughs> Oh boy. We'll see. Cool. Well, that about wraps it up for this, um, you know, this episode. Uh, we had a couple more things. Maybe, maybe we'll leak out one more image episode. Um, we'll see for next week. Uh, but uh, Greg, where can people reach you? People can reach me at the same place, Chili Dog Software, Chili Dog Hosting, and on Twitter at Barshard or Chili Dog Host. Sweet. I. Yep. I am at Joe Workman everywhere. If you want to send us any feedback or if you want questions you want us to answer on the show live, go ahead and send us an email to feedback at weaverradio.com. And as always, check out all of our past episodes. If you haven't already listened to them, I don't know why you haven't. Um, go to weaverradio.com and go to the archives and you can listen to all of our past episodes uh, because me and Greg are just that awesome to listen to. Yeah. If you made it this far, thank you. Yes, congratulations. You get some sort of medal, right? (laughs) Yeah. Gold star. Fictional gold star. Well, Greg should definitely get a gold star for listening to me, right? I mean, I'm I'm a pain to listen to, I'm sure. Just ask my wife. Digital high fives for everybody. Yeah. High fives for everybody. Amen. If you are enjoying the show, please give us a uh, a quick five-star rating over on iTunes. We'd appreciate it to get the word out so everybody knows that this website is great. You know, we have a lot. I've been getting some feedback personally, just like over DMs and stuff. And a lot of non-Rap Weaver users are actually listening to the show and getting a lot out of it. So very interesting. Uh, I love it. So if you are not a Rap Weaver user, thank you for listening. Check out Rap Weaver. We love it. Um, and yeah, we didn't even talk about Adobe Muse kind of going uh, the way of the Dodo um, this uh, past couple of weeks. And uh, so that's big news. Maybe we can talk about that in the show. Sounds like a great idea. Cool. We're to it next time. Yeah. Next time, guys, we will see you later. You have a great week. Bye, Greg. See you. Oh, no. Exit music. Or is it? Here it goes.